You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today we're going to talk about embracing loneliness. Now, a lot of people that I work with that are coming out of toxic, abusive, and narcissistic relationships know loneliness all too well. Because when we're in these kind of relationships, we're often conditioned to let go of the importance of our other relationships. We might start to pull away or distance ourselves from our other relationships, from our friendships, even our relationships with our family. And the other part of that is that we might, as we're educating ourselves to toxic relationships and narcissism start to realize that most of our relationships, even our relationships with our families, are toxic. And we need to take a step back. We need to remove the toxicity from our lives in order to completely heal. And I've said, you can't heal a burned hand when your hand is still on the burner. Well, you can remove one toxic person from your life, but you're not going to truly heal if there are a lot of other toxic people waiting in the wings that want to abuse you, to mistreat you. It's difficult to build self-worth when people in your lives treat you in a way that you end up feeling worthless. And although how we feel is ultimately up to each one of us, it's still very difficult to feel good about ourselves when somebody's constantly putting us down. And that's why we have to remove those people from our lives. We have to remove the trouble, the people that are causing the pain, the people who are projecting onto us their own pain and fear and feelings of inferiority and feelings of inadequacy. As you go into a healing path, you might start to realize how much you have absorbed or taken on other people's feelings of inferiority and inadequacy. You might realize how much you've taken on of other people's rage and anger. And as you go into your healing, it's time to start getting to know yourself And you can only do this really by going deeper into this feeling of loneliness and isolation. 
So instead of using your addictions and distractions to keep that loneliness at bay and those feelings of emptiness at bay, that you work to remove these distractions. And sometimes these distractions by divine nature are removed for you to where you find yourself completely alone. And it can be really, really painful to be in this aloneness where there are no distractions, where it's just you and your feelings. And these feelings are often really, really painful. And it can be made worse. We make it worse ourselves by going into self-pity, by the things we might tell ourselves, such as nobody's ever really loved me. Nobody really cares about me. I have no value to anyone. And these are things that so many of us tell ourselves that might be true in many ways. You know, I remember over 10 years ago sitting with a therapist and saying it just feels like nobody's ever really cared about me. And her response to me was, nobody has ever really cared about you. And that was a hard truth to face. Because it was a truth that I had people in my life who projected their realities and their fears and their insecurities onto me, but never really saw me or saw who I was. I was just a canvas for other people to project onto. And when that's the role you've played in your life, just being that canvas or being that scapegoat, you don't feel cared about. And the reality is you really aren't because as you, as you learn about narcissism and narcissistic people, which are all over the place out there, the world is filled with narcissists. It's a product of our society that narcissists really only care about their own needs. They don't care about the people in their lives, even if they pretend to care. So we're often left with this realization that the people in our lives don't care about us, never did. And we're left with just ourselves. And when we come from dysfunction, we haven't learned to care about ourselves either. And that's the work that's on our plates during this time of healing is that you have to learn how to care about yourself. And the only way you're really going to learn how to care about yourself is to be left alone with yourself and learn how to embrace this 
experience of being left alone with yourself. The tendency is always to try to find distractions, to try to find someone to fill that emptiness, that loneliness, to try to go out and be amongst people. But it doesn't really work during this time of healing because what is required during this time of healing is for you to be with yourself and to go deeper and deeper into that healing with yourself. And part of what you have to do when you're in that aloneness is to feel the pain that you may have been carrying around with you your entire life. To feel that gut-wrenching, deep, sometimes intolerable pain. And the deeper truth is if you're empathic, if you're highly sensitive, a lot of the pain that you've felt most of your life isn't even yours. Now some of it is, yes. But it's possible that you've absorbed the pain of others. And if you think about the times that you've been mistreated, that people have hurt you, called you names, projected things onto you, this is them putting their pain on to you and you absorbing it. When you get your feelings hurt by something that somebody else does, you're absorbing the pain of the person that is projecting their own reality onto you. And so part of getting to know yourself when you find yourself in that silence, in that loneliness, in that emptiness, is to get to know what is yours and what isn't. What is your pain? Going deeper into it. Feeling, allowing yourself to feel that deep emptiness and loneliness, even saying it out loud, I'm lonely, I feel so lonely, I feel so empty, I'm so sad, I feel so much grief, I feel so much loss, and let those feelings come to the surface to be felt and let yourself fully go into them and cry and scream and whatever it is that you need to do to get those feelings from the inside out so they can be released. And often this is a process. It can go on for months and months. And I know many of you don't want to hear that. You're looking for the quick fix. How do I get rid of this now? Well, healing isn't a magical, miracle moment that happens right now. You can have breakthroughs right now. You can have releases in the moment of emotion. You can have small healings along the way. 
but healing is a process, so you're going to have to learn how to get comfortable with yourself, to be with yourself in your pain and in your discomfort and in your fear and in all of those deep, dark feelings that you may have been running from and avoiding most of your life. Now, if we can fast forward and imagine what it would be like when you have an amazing relationship with yourself, where you've truly learned to love and embrace and accept yourself exactly as you are, to a time where you stop expecting perfection from yourself, even when other people have expected you to be perfect. When you've learned how to be with yourself in your own company 24-7 for days upon days upon days, and you learn to enjoy that time. It becomes your most precious, valuable time, is that time with yourself, that time in your own company. And most of us know that until we can reach that time, and I'm not talking about just a weekend or just a day, I'm talking about sufficient amount of healing time months, even years for some of you, to be in your own company and find that love within you. Find that love that is behind all of the layers of hurt, pain, and fear that's built a wall around your heart. Because the love you seek is actually deep in your heart, but there are walls up. There are walls that protect you from getting to that love. And those walls are made from your pain and your fear. You know, it's said that the opposite of love is not hatred. It is fear. So we have these, these two opposing elements, love and fear. And it is fear that prevents us from getting to the love. And most of us have been trained and conditioned to seek for that love outside of ourselves. And in the beginning, of course, we seek for that love in the mother because our lives are dependent on the nurturing of the mother from the mother. She's the one that feeds us, that nurtures us, that cares for us. And sometimes our biological mother isn't there. We might have an adopted mother or a father. But we learn about love from the very beginning, from how we are treated as an infant. How much did that mother love us and give to us and nurture us and make us feel safe? And how much do we 
find ourselves in a position of having to pine away for the love of the mother. To have to work for it, to, to have to earn it. And so our attention is transferred on just being that beautiful little baby to trying to get our needs met from an unavailable mother or caregiver. So we're conditioned to extract what we need from the outside to try to work for, to get our needs met outside of ourselves. And that sets up a pattern that goes with us throughout our life where the concept of finding that love within ourselves is not there. We don't understand it. What does it mean to find love within myself? So we don't realize that uh, that love that we seek is in our own hearts, but it's blocked by a wall of fear and pain. So the more we allow ourselves to step into that fear and to feel our pain, the more that wall can uh, dissolve to where we can get to the love. And this is a process, mind you. It does not happen overnight. And that's why we have to get comfortable in the aloneness. We have to embrace the experience of being alone no matter how much it hurts, no matter how lonely we feel, no matter how isolating it feels, that we have to get comfortable with being lonely and alone. We have to develop mindfulness so we can hear the voice in our own head, so we can understand what we're telling ourselves on a daily basis. And when you keep repeating to yourself, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, I'm all alone. I don't matter to anyone. When you keep saying these things to yourself, even unconsciously, you might not even be aware that that voice is playing 24-7 in your head. And that's why we develop mindfulness, so that we can become aware of the things we're telling ourselves when we find ourselves alone. And although it may be true that nobody in your life seems to care about you, and it doesn't feel like you matter to anyone, this is where you have to say, but I matter to me, but I care about me. and taking that loving action on your own behalf to make yourself important and worthy enough not only to clean out the toxic people from your life or the toxic relationships, people that don't treat you well, but you care about yourself enough to do the hard work of healing knowing that when you can truly 
develop that beautiful relationship with that person you see when you look in the mirror. This becomes the foundation for all other relationships. When you finally can acknowledge to yourself that I deserve to be treated with kindness and respect, I deserve to be valued. I matter to myself enough that I'm not going to allow people to mistreat me anymore. When you can really step into this place and mean it and support it and enforce it, then you are putting together a blueprint for a different kind of life. One where you respect those boundaries that you're setting for yourself and you don't allow people to come through that mistreat you. That you only allow people into your life that treat you with kindness and respect and care. And you let go of everyone else, even if it feels like you're letting go of everyone in your life. Because you have to understand it's a type of detoxification where you have to let go of all the toxic food in your life. You know, if you're, if you're detoxing on a diet, you let go of all the unhealthy food and just put that healthy nurturing food in your body and you go through a process of detoxification, which may be losing that initial body of toxicity. It could be losing a lot of extra weight which we usually welcome, right? It's different than losing toxic people in your life or people that don't treat you well. That that often brings us even deeper into our loneliness because we have this feeling like, where did everybody go? Why am I so alone? Why does nobody care about me? So losing the people in our lives isn't an easy journey. But it's a journey that so many people go through. I have so many people that contact me that say I don't have anybody. My, my family are all narcissists. Or I realize most of my social group are narcissists or alcoholics or drug addicts or whatever. And I've got to let them go. Some people even realize their children are in a toxic place. Drugs, alcohol, narcissism. And are constantly disrespectful and unloving to them. And so they have to draw boundaries with their children. Their adult children. I mean, even young children. I have clients who have teenagers and younger children, you know, even 9, 10, 11 year old children who are completely unhinged in the way they treat their parents. So there, yes, we have to have boundaries with young children too. We don't go no contact with them. We learn other ways. We might get the children into therapy. We might learn new ways of parenting or new ways of having strong boundaries, but nevertheless, we stop allowing abusive behavior no matter where it's coming from.
you know, if we're in a, an abusive work situation or toxic work situation, we, we have to work to find another situation. Because we often can't change toxic environments with other people. We can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. So we have to come back to ourselves and focus on our own healing. And that means to be willing to go for a time in that deep, painful loneliness and try not to do it alone. It might sound like an oxymoron, but find find a caring therapist. Someone who or or someone who can just really hold space for you. There might be a good friend that's still left that really does care, that really does step up and offer support. But we don't want to lean too much on just one friend. We don't want to burn our friends out. If we have one left, we don't want to burn that person out. But we do want to work with somebody who can support us through our pain. And we may have to face some hard truths about ourselves. We may have to look at some things that we haven't looked at before that have been really uncomfortable to look at within ourselves, our own behaviors. Because when we keep repeating one toxic relationship after another after another, we are part of the equation. There's something about us that causes us to go into these relationships and stay in these relationships. So we have to face the hard truths and it might just be that we don't feel we're worth anything more. And that is a hard truth to face. You've got to find your worthiness. You've got to find your own value. You've got to matter to yourself. You have to be important enough to yourself to be willing to do the hard work. And the hard work is often very painful. And so don't attempt to do it all alone. Get support. If this is the very last thing you were to ever do in your life, wouldn't it be worth it to get the support you need? To navigate through the most difficult, painful territory you've ever gone through? So you can learn how to find that love within yourself to where you will never again settle for less. You'll never again settle for all that chaos and confusion that comes at you from the outside world, from other people who want to suck you into their dramas and their chaos and their confusion, who want to project their unhealed pain onto you and make you responsible for it. So this is the time that we learn 
how to really value ourselves and not allow other people in who don't value us. Give ourselves the space and the time to truly heal. So there will be a time of deep, aching, painful loneliness and emptiness during the healing phase. But what moves in to take its place is love. Because once you can navigate through those painful emotions and release them, that wall in your heart begins to dissolve and the love begins to come through. And you realize that the love is generated from within. You don't have to go out there looking for it. You are it. And then you become a magnet because people see that love in you. They feel it. They feel it radiating from you. And they want to be around you. And you get to choose who you let in. And you let the people in who are loving and respectful and caring so that you begin to build new relationships on your new foundation of self-love. So you need to have faith that this is what is coming. That even though it's really painful and hard to be in that pain at the time that you're feeling it, that there's something of value ahead for you if you keep doing the work. So have faith in yourself. Get the help that you need and move through the pain and the loneliness and the fear to find your deepest, most authentic and loving self. Thank you for listening. And if I can be of further help to you, please visit my website, NarcissismFree.com, where I offer coaching, counseling, and hypnotherapy, as well as books and audios. Once again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.